Well, here we go, folks. I promised you last week we would be back this week, and here we are with Inside Middle Tennessee. We've got a full house. This, you know, just kind of does not happen all the time. No, it doesn't. And and we've got a, what do you call it, Sheila, Indian summer going on right now? Yes, but it is about to fade away. It will this weekend. That's right. Get your 80 degrees. It's probably going to be 80 degrees today. Yeah, and it's going to be right pretty tomorrow, and then it's going to Sunday night. It's going to get us. Yeah, Sunday night comes, uh, I guess, dogwood winter or something like that. <laughs> Who knows? I don't but, know. It's called pumpkin winter. Yeah, well, that's probably right. That's right. You know? So, anyway. There's a gnat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's a, Sarah's a, attracting bugs in here. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, I'm Jim Ross. We got Terry Wilcox steering the ship. We got hey. Representative Scott Sapicki. Morning, everybody. You know, fresh off uh, going to watch his senior son play last night. Mm-hmm. Coach James Dickinson and the dynamic duo of Sheila Hickman and Sarah Elizabeth Hickman McLeod. I, I kind of forget all that ever, after a while. Jim, I got to ask you a real quick question. Who won the game last Saturday? No, I'm, I'm sorry. No, Alabama won that game. Okay, I, I was wondering. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And tell me where you were sitting. Oh, it's in, I was sitting on the 35 yard line, row 18, and I was a worried man the first two quarters. Yeah, I was going to ask you did did, it, did we at least make your heartbeat go up a little bit? Well, I actually made a comment. I says Tennessee kicks off to us the second half. We don't go down and score. I'm going home. <laughs> Needless to say, I got to stay the rest of the game. <laughs> You know, and you know, and you can you can address this from a coaching perspective in a way. To me, it was a pure case of a team that thought they had it in the bag, and they lost all inspiration. Second half, they were flat as they could be. Now Alabama looked good; they came out inspired. They did, you know. But Tennessee just looked looked a little flat. Well, we had a few bonehead coaching decisions that I'll be the first to admit, and but... some very conservative play calling. Oh yeah, you run up the middle two or three, four or five, ten times. You know, uh, I, just, I just want to congratulate Alabama and their coaching staff uh, in the week leading up to the Tennessee football game. Tennessee was the <laughs> most penalized team in the SEC, and for some reason at home at Tuscaloosa only had one offsides penalty the whole game. Oh, no, that wasn't an offsides. That was a pre-snap by the center. Oh, whoops. It was even less of an infraction. It was like uh, they had to call the penalty because it was so egregious. One of, the, one of the best call games I've seen in years. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder why the <laughs> most penalized team in the SEC and only has one against Tennessee. They claimed to act up. Finally got to act. How there. about that, coach? Yeah, I'm, I, I tell you what, I'm hats off to coach there. Hats off to coach Saban. Hey, this week's kind of been kind of hard between uh, Drake. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, consider Drake this. Oh yeah, Drake. between Drake, uh, Co- Coach, Mark. and uh, Clayton. Clayton. I mean, this has been all we've heard. If you've listened to the radio in the afternoon or in the morning, this no. has kind of been all that we've heard all week. <laughs> and it's almost like they expected something different. I mean, I don't know. Well, hey, but you, you know, know what, though? I, and and I, by the way, that's the voice of Deputy Kyle Cheek. We'll introduce is. him in a minute. The great man. But you, you know what? I had to listen for it for 365 days from last year. So, you know, I, I finally feel pretty good. Well, you Coach, know, that's you know, a fair comment. It is. You know, I, I played on those teams. You know, when you're a when you're an underdog, 
and you beat a superior football team, you do celebrate that. I mean, it's sure. And and so Alabama had to work hard. I mean, they worked hard to beat a superior football program. So, but they went under. Scott, they went under. All there's nine and a half point favorite. Well, that was arranged by Coach Saban. Also, (laughs) (laughs) money talks. (laughs) But hey, but there will be the day that Coach Saban will not be at Alabama. He's seventy two. He's, I mean, uh, guess what? He is 72 on Halloween. That's his birthday. When that yeah, happens, he'll be coaching God's team, so watch out. <laughs> you know. Well, as, as we kind of alluded to, we do have a special guest. And I tell you what, Sarah, I want to let you handle this one. Oh, well, this is – I feel like I'm e- echoing or something. Um, sorry. That's <laughs> Headphones off. Headphones off today. Um, well, this is my friend Kyle Cheek. He's known me my entire life. I think. <laughs> right, that, hey, that's okay. You know where his bodies are buried, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember him uh, in Mama's classroom when I was younger. So um, I, That wasn't very long ago. No, that wasn't. But they're having their fourth annual Riding for a Reason, right? We are. Tomorrow we're having our Riding for a Reason. It's to... To help with our DEPI project, developing essential partnerships and uniting with today's youth. Um, we do um, stuff throughout the year. And what it is, it's a ride and it, if some of the most beautiful roads that you've ever seen through the Water Valley, uh, Williamson County. I think tomorrow we'll hit Williamson County, Hickman County, Murray County. In a, a ride that's riding for a reason that helps our um, our deputy project. All right, Kyle. Now, hang on a second. When you say a ride, what kind of ride? Is it motorbikes? It is, is it a cars? Is it side bicycles? by side? A UTV ride. Okay. So um, we have anything from uh, two seater buggies to some people have a six seater buggy, and um, we'll have anything from uh, thirty five buggies to we've been all the way up to fifty two. Uh, wow utvs so uh tomorrow with it being so close to halloween we're having a uh a buggy buggy direct <laughs> decorative buggy contest and also the best costume contest and i've got a special costume that nobody knows about yet besides my wife and uh <laughs> and, and, so, and, our, uh, and uh, our two million listeners we have on the air <laughs> yes but i will i have a special costume it's going to get a uh it's going to get a rise out of a, a few people but i'm excited to to be there in the morning um r- registration is going to start at eight o'clock and the ride is actually going to start at 10 and we're going to it'll be a 50 miles so we're talking we're i mean if you've never been through some of that area some of the n- nicest waterfalls creeks we've I, I've been on this ride four times. This will be my fourth time on this particular ride. But some of that area is unbelievably beautiful, and a lot of people has no idea. this time of year. Oh, well, it's and that it's untouched. It's still rural. Kyle, is it off-road? Yeah. Some of it will be off-road. Very, very little. Of, um, it's, but all of them are county roads. Okay. It's off-road. But every road that we go down is a county road in one of the counties. It's not And a, some of it is still rock. It is. Yeah. It's, county it's, roads are still rock in the Hickman County area. It, and, it, it is. And, and some <laughs> of those are that you have a tree that's fallen that luckily some people's went through and uh, cut them, you know, cut them up a little bit. But it's uh, roads that not very many people go down. You drive through the creeks, some you, places. Yeah, yeah. You, in one road, Cavender's Branch, you actually go through six creeks on that one road. So, so you can ford a creek. It's a... Uh, 
It is unbelievable. Some people want to go fast and splash the people behind them, <laughs> and some people really want to go slow. But so, is, Kyle, where are they meeting up? Where they're meeting at Water Valley Community Center. Um, it, like I said, registrations at eight o'clock. The ride will start at ten. Um, our great person, great sheriff Bucky Rowland, will be leading the uh, the ride, and uh, it is unbelievably how awesome that uh, it's. It is unbelievable what the people get to see, because a lot of people that come have no idea. We call that kind of God's country down there. Mm-hmm. That it's unbelievably beautiful. It's like Sarah said, untouched. It's, yes, it's still. I mean, there's no development. I mean, a there's lot. no neighborhoods down through there. No, no, much. it's still what rural Tennessee. There's no looks dollar, like. no Dollar General, no Dollar General, no. Yet, yet <laughs> they'll put a Dollar General on the main. So, can you explain what the deputy project does? Like what their outreach is. Our outreach is um, the sheriff's department. Every uh, certified deputy is required to do four hours of community service a year. Uh, we go out in the community, do different projects. Uh, one of them that we did last year, we went out to Hidden Acres down at um, the assisted living home in Mount Pleasant, took some Mount Pleasant students, cleaned up their flower beds, uh, stained their deck. And we spend time with uh, with kids trying to show them life lessons. And show them, we showed them how to pressure wash. We showed them how to... to uh, sustain the deck they were unbelievably miss kenzer's class was one of the classes she was there with them and it's just going out and spending time with today's youth and building up that rapport with them it's it's not just about seeing a monday through friday at school but doing stuff outside of the school setting i've talked to coach coach dixon over here and and we've got a project hopefully that's going to work out you know in the next six months or so that uh, we can do one here in Columbia because I've been wanting to do a, a project with with Thorns football team and Cox's football team to sh- a project together to show them that you can be rivalries across, on the football field, but guess what? You can come together and do a project and mm-hmm. do something good for the community off the football field. It's good. Yes. Now, uh, how how is it that you raise money? On this well, on the deputy project, is it, is it just on registration. On registration, they pay a fifty dollar uh, buggy fee to be uh, just the buggy. Not you can put as many people legally in the buggy as you want to. We 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 prefer your buggies to be uh, street legal. That way, they have seat belts. We want everybody to be you know safe in the seat belts and the UTVs. And uh, it's a fifty dollar registration per buggy, and that's where we raise the money to uh, to host some of these projects to buy the supplies for, for the projects and and that kind of good stuff well when they ford those creeks are they required to have life vests aboard <laughs> uh no sir it's not usually that deep um, right now no not, not right now well last year it was kind of funny because it was a little the water is up just a little bit but it was super dusty so you know bring you some sunglasses or some goggles but we had one gentleman he was in a smaller buggy and after about the fifth creek we went into, he stopped me and says, how much more water are we going through? <laughs> <laughs> he says, my buggy's spitting and sputtering a little bit. And I was like, well, you got to go a little bit faster. You can't just creep through it and let it get to your floorboard. But, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. You got to ski across it. <laughs> so it, it, was a, it was a ton of fun and uh, some great fellowship. So the Water Valley Community centers on Leapers Creek Road, right? Yes, so, ma'am, so it is. 4849 Leapers Creek Road in Williamsport, which is weird because it's actually closer to Santa Fe 
correct? Yeah, but that Waters Valleys, man, it is God's country down there. Yes, yes. If, if you don't know where that is, head north on Highway 7. There'll be a sawmill on your left-hand side. It's the next left after the sawmill. Yes. On Leapers yeah. Creek Road. Yeah. yeah. And there's a sign that says Water Valley. Yeah. Which they just had the Wounded Warrior ride through there. Yesterday. Oh, that is last, last Friday. Friday. It's yeah. unbelievable. If you've never, ever got to participate or, or come to the Wounded Warrior ride, uh, they have it around the same time every year. I, this year was the fourth or fifth year, I think, in a row, and it was unbelievable. It's unbelievable to watch some of those men and women of the sacrifices that they've given to our country for for the community to come out and give back, and it's unbelievable. A large turnout last Friday. Scott was up there. I, Mary Sage and I went up there, and it was a ton of people. It was a beautiful facility, beautiful atmosphere. You know, Had yeah. a helicopter land in there, too. You know, a war does, does not discriminate. Uh, the one I went to several years ago, I was just amazed that there was a, um, there was a woman that was riding in it that was missing a leg at the hip from, oh, wow. from combat, from an IED. And, uh, boy, there – and guess what? She didn't miss a lick. No. And she didn't let it bother her at all. Perseverance. Yeah. That's what you call perseverance there. I mean – people. Yeah. Well, as they say, it's amazing what you can do when you don't have a choice. Yeah. You know? Hey, one other thing I do need to mention, by the way, I was asked to do this. Harvest Share is having a food giveaway tomorrow, 9 o'clock. At Murray Hills, they're going to give away 26 pallets of food. It'll be gone in two or three hours. That is basically an 18-wheeler mm-hmm. uh, well, loaded up. So, yeah, it is. And so Harvest Share is giving away food tomorrow, 9 o'clock, Murray Hills Church of Christ parking lot. So if you're in need of that, I'm, and I'm specifically speaking to the good <laughs> Reverend Jeff Kane, because oh, yeah. he's he, the he, right he, Reverend. Yeah, yeah, he need he needs uh, or likes to go there to to help his cause of room at the end yes so there there we go can i give one shout out please billy joe morton down there at water valley him and his wife they help us and they do an amazing job and the water valley community they they help us and and with this ride and uh also with that wounded warrior ride last week that it's i tell you what i wish every community was able to have a community like water valley and we just we've lost over the years the the what it's like what it feels like to have a community and, and to a go lot out. of rural America's gone. Yes, they, and that's the one area that that still has, like she said, there's no neighborhoods down through there. Uh, when they do stuff like they, I know uh, Saturday night, I think they're having a Halloween thing. They still do stuff as a community, and they have their old school. The old Water Valley yeah. School is there, and that's their community center. It is. And, and a lot of the rural uh, counties that we serve at the development district, they all of them still center around their community centers that were old schools that have they, they've turned into a community center, and they mm-hmm. have things like the Water Valley do, uh, Community Center does here. I know so. Keith Baker's real uh, – he's involved at that Water Valley, but Billy Joe helps us so much. It's unbelievable how much he, he helps us do what we need to do. And, right, and if you support this <clears> – <throat> Write your school board member and ask the school board to deed that property over to the Water Valley community. That property is still owned by the Murray County School Board. Oh, yes. A lot of this. I would like to know what else 
the school board the school <laughs> board owns around here. I have some theories about some of it. But uh, that Water Valley would love to get ownership of that because there's a lot of repairs that need to be done to it, and they really don't want to do the repairs unless they are the owners of yes. it. Yes. And so ask your school board members to deed that property over to Water Valley Community Center, to Water Valley Community, and, and let them t- take over that building for us. Yes. All right, folks. Delk wants to continue to own this station, so we're going to take a break with a few messages, and we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Let's face it, the world is constantly changing, and it is now more important than ever to take care of those who you trust with your business every day. Large and even international competition has made it increasingly difficult to keep your best talent. With Caledonian Financial's local business plan to help, you can give your employees a business package that is competitive and effective for everyone. I'm Thomas Sneed with Caledonian Financial here in downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? 
experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. Just gather around, and I'll elucidate on what goes on outside when it gets late. Long about midnight, the ghosts and banshees, they get together for their nightly jamboree. There's things with horns and saucer eyes. Some with fangs about this Sarah, I'm letting you have this. Well, one. <laughs> do you know who that was? No, that was Bing Crosby as Brom Bones. Oh, there you go. In Disney Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, a wonderful story. So, if you had my mother, I can't do it with these headphones today. <laughs> um, if you had my mother this time of year, she would show the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. In her as, as depicted by Walt Disney. <laughs> well, which I'm sure the kids loved that. Too. They did, and it actually uses words from the story. It, yeah. it is. It, it, it actually followed the uh-huh. story. Bing, Bing Crosby, mm-hmm. uh, it does the narration, and it actually follows the story. And, and, it's, and it's Ichabod really, Crane. And Ichabod, Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. <laughs> so that is a song. But um, if you go to Disney World this time of year and you go to their not-so-scary Halloween party right before the parade, the Headless Horseman rides through Main Street, USA. And those... Those shoes hitting that pavement and the and sparks that, spark are flying and everything. And they've lowered the lights. It'll make you go, whoo. <laughs> I would say the cameras come out, but I, I should say the it's, phones come out. Well, yeah. the camera, um, I have a real, I have a pretty good shot of that. And um, so we went the year before I had Ellie Grace. We've been for Halloween twice. Uh-huh. And um, Sean came home and immediately ordered a Headless Horseman costume. <laughs> and he sometimes brings it out this time of year and rides our black horse while he does it. I, he rode up to the church Halloween party one year. <laughs> 
scared everybody. <laughs> scared everybody. But you can't ride a horse in the dark out no, there. Not Somebody will run right over you. Especially with Miller's thrillers this time oh. of year. You can't do it. But anyway, so the legend of Sleepy Hollow resurfaces every year around Halloween. Um, it was written in 1820 by Washington Irving, and it's a tale of a headless horseman who terrorizes real life village, the real life village of Sleepy Hollow. Mm. So it is considered one of America's first ghost stories and one of the scariest. Wow! And there have been numerous movies and cartoons made about this, and TV series as, yes. Bill, as our Bill Glidden will tell you. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but Irvin did not invent the headless horseman. Um, tales of headless horsemen can be traced to the Middle Ages. Um, it included stories from the Brothers Grimm and Dutch and Irish legends. Um, it's like a Grim Reaper-like re- rider who carries his head. Um, but uh, the they say some of the researchers and historians say that Irvin got his um, sort of idea for the horseman in from his friend Sir Walter Scott's 1796 work, The Chase. Um, and, I don't know that. And then there is also a German poem called The Wild Huntsman, um, which is based on Norse mythology. But um, Hey, Sarah, hang on a second. I, I want to note something. Yes. It's the first time I ever heard Sheila says, say, I don't know something. Or I, I know, that's weird, about, isn't it? I, I don't know that <laughs> story, but I'll find out. But she, that'll find out. See, I, I stumped my mother. Let us mark this day down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where's the bell? Where's, where's the bell? bell? Where's, where's the bell? bell? <laughs> uh, but um, some of uh, historians in New York believe that... Um, Irving was inspired by an Hessian soldier that was decapitated by a cannonball during the Battle of White Plains in around Halloween of seventeen seventy six. And stayed upright on his horse. Yes. <laughs> At least for a little while. Um, <laughs> Briefly. But the story takes place in the New York village of Sleepy Hollow in Win- uh, Westchester County. So it is a real place. And they decorate um, seriously yes. up there. I bet they do. And it in it Lanky newcomer, newcomer and schoolmaster Ichabod Train courts Katrina Von Tassel, a young heiress who is also being sp- pursued by the Dutchman Brom Bones. Um, after being rebuffed by Katrina at a party that, at the Van Tassel farm where ghost stories are shared, Ichabod is chased by a headless horseman who may or may not be his rival. Because some people think it's Brom Bones. Who chases As, him out of town? Who chases him out of town? But, but it he was the hurls very a hour. Yes, it he was. hurls a pumpkin at the man, uh, throwing Ichabod from his horse, and the schoolmaster vanishes. So, um, <laughs> which that you know that it's a really cool ghost story, and um, and if, it's one of my favorites. If time you just have something that just leaves a little to the imagination, oh yes, that's, not not continually spelled out for uh, you, yes, no, and let, so, let that mind work. Yeah. So you, Washington Irving was the first man in America to make his living as a writer. He came from a very wealthy family, and the family fortune failed. And he had been writing. He spent two years in Europe because he was suffering from tuberculosis. I guess they thought it was healthy in Europe. Anyway, he when he came back, he he could continue to write. And then when 
Um, his family had no more funds to keep him in style he liked. Then he started selling his work. And uh, he he has a book called um, The Sketch. The sketchbook, yes, and and it's a collection of these kinds of tales, and uh, he he gave us a great deal of our heritage, and he also wrote about the Dutch settlers in New York. That's where we get the Knickerbockers, is from Washington okay. Irving. All right, Sarah, she has totally redeemed herself. Yes, she <laughs> yes yes. You I know, knew she would. I knew she would. You know, question I have is how many times did she uh, correspond with Washington Irving? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, when we were cleaning out the garage, she Bill had this, Blid knew him personally. Oh yes, I feel like Mother knew him, uh, Washington Irving, and she knew William Faulkner. I there was a whole drawer of William Faulkner stuff, and I. And then I had one of my friend's mothers ask me how my mother dealt with Hester Prynne so much in the Scarlet, Scarlet Letter. Letter. So, well, she lived. William Faulkner considered the greatest Southern writer ever. Yes, people will argue with you. Somebody came to Kiwanis <clears throat> and did this big thing. Maybe he, maybe he said Gatsby was the great, great American novel, and Fitzgerald the great writer. And Page just rose up out of his chair and he <laughs> said, "No, it's William Faulkner." We, but, but he and I both taught Faulkner. I taught this little book called The Unvanquished, and and he taught he either taught Sartorus or he may may have taught As I Lay Dying, but we both taught Faulkner. How many books did Faulkner write? You know? Oh, I don't know. But a bunch. Yeah. Okay. But enough to fill up an English uh, course. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure many colleges teach a course yeah. in Faulkner. Well, Mom mentioned that the legend of Sleepy Hall is part of a sketchbook, and in the sketchbook is called the Sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon. Okay. Oh, he used yeah. Yes. Washington Irving used several pen so names. It was uh, okay. it was published in installments uh, in eighteen nineteen and eighteen twenty. So if you're looking for something to read, that might be something that you could pick up. <clears throat> but Mama also has a poem. Would you like a poem? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we need one. We, we got plenty right. of time. Well, all right. I've got. I'll do the. I'll do this one about because we're about to have frost. Yeah. This is when the frost is on the pumpkin, misspelled, of course. It used to be October 15th, but it's yeah, been getting it later and later can, all the time. I can hear my grandmother now saying, we've got to get those rose bushes trimmed by the middle of October. But now you can wait till the middle of January. But anyway, this is a James Whitcomb Riley poem, and he wrote a lot of America, Americana kind of things. And he uh, was a Hoosier. He was the Hoosier poet. And the at one time that's Indiana folks yeah at one time people like him were part of the school curriculum and folks our uh, ancestors studied him in school and probably memorized some of this Mm -hmm. but now we're too busy with the computer to memorize anything (laughs) when the frost is on the pumpkin and the fodder's in the shock and you hear the cluck and gobble of the strutting turkey cock and the clacking of the guineas and the clucking of the hens and the rooster's hallelujah as he tiptoes on the fence. Oh, it's then the time a feller is a-feeling at his best with the rising sun to greet him from a night of peaceful rest. As he leaves the house bareheaded and goes out to feed the stock, 
when the frost is on the pumpkin and the fodder's in the shock. There's something kind of hearty-like about the atmosphere when the heat of summer's over and the cooling fall is here. Of course, we miss the flowers and the blossoms on the trees and the mumble of the hummingbirds and buzzing of the bees. But the air so appetizing and the landscape through the haze of a crisp sunny morning of the early autumn days is a picture that no painter has the coloring to mock when the frost is on the pumpkin and the fodder's in the shop. The husky rustle rustle of the tassels of the corn. You hardly ever hear that word, tassels of the corn. It's tassels or tassels? Well, here it's tassels. We say tassels at our house. And the rasping of the tangled leaves is golden as the morn. The stubble in the fur is kind of lonesome-like, but still. A preaching sermons to us of the bargains, of the barns they grow to fill. The straw stack in the meadow and the reaper in the shed. The horses in their stall below. The clover overhead. Oh, it sets my heart a-clicking like the ticking of a clock. When the frost is on the pumpkin and the fodder's in the shop, then your apples all is gathered, and the ones a feller keeps is poured around the cellar floor in red and yellow heaps, and your cider making's over, and your women folks is through with their mints and apple butter and their sauce and sausage too. I don't know how to tell it, but if such a thing could be as the angels wantin' boarding, and they call around on me. I'd want to accommodate them, all the whole enduring flock, when the frost is on the pumpkin and the fodder's in the shock. You know, that really takes some talent if you and, really get down to it. Yeah, well, it's well, very dialectical. Yeah. I, I, I and she does it. really good with the when it's written, the dialectical writings like... Joel Chandler Harris and yeah, the Oklahoma story. Well, you have to, have to, you have to sort modernize of, it. But yes, that's real talent to write and dialect. You know, well, you know, we don't have poets anymore. You know why? They're all songwriters. Yeah. Because that's where the money is. Yeah. It's not in poetry. No. But wouldn't you just love to hear that to a, a little steel guitar in a country Oh, yes. Tune? That would be really cool. But at Punkin is spelled with, with an N. P-U-N-K-I-N. Because that's what folks would say. They wouldn't say Pumpkin. They'd say Punkin. You got, well, we say that. Well, that's also instead of not picture, but picture. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's just full of things like that. Yes. But yes, that's a real talent. You know, Twain handles dialect very well. Yeah, it's, it's very good. All right, Terry, you want you got a got a minute? Let's go. Let's go on to break. I tell you what, folks, we'll pay a few bills, and we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. One of our goals at Caledonian is to impact our clients and friends in a positive manner. Whether it's a friendly voice, a smile, and a wave as you walk past our office or supporting our community, the Caledonian team is actively involved. Through our memberships in Kiwanis, Rotary, Murray Alliance, Circle of Excellence, volunteering in Boy Scouts and 4-H, serving on a variety of boards and more, we stay connected to Murray County. This is Perry Bowman with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. Thewelloutreach.org. Thewelloutreach.org. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom of Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. That's right, folks. You are listening to Inside (laughs) Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio. You know what? It may be warm, but I guess... They're still strapping those football pads on. And there's some games that went on last night. There is. A lot of, uh, we so. are in the playoff wind-up uh, for, for the state of Tennessee. Uh, Thursday night, there were uh, Thursday night lights here in Murray County. Uh, two very, I guess, two, two big games, and then one game for uh, Spring Hill. Went on the road to Franklin County. Did not end well for the Raiders. Raiders did finish their season last night, so congratulations to those seniors. Um, you know, some of those kids will never put on football pads again, and hopefully that they enjoy their their time getting to play. That's that's sad. sad. If you're sentimental, that's sad. There are uh, there were two teams last night that played. Columbia Central uh, hosted Franklin, Franklin, Franklin Lincoln, Lincoln, County. Lincoln, County, Lincoln County, which traditionally has been a slugfest. But yes. coach, uh, the Lions mm-hmm. handled uh, business very well yesterday. The game last night was a close game. Link County had three wins for the season. Is a big, you know, Link County wins last night. They're in the playoffs. 
Columbia Central wins. They the number three seed. It was an exciting game. Uh, Lane County took the kickoff and drove 80 yards and scored. Went up on Columbia Central 7 to nothing. Then two plays later, McCoy goes 52 yards, touchdown, and it's back and forth all night. Uh, at the end of the night, uh, McCoy had 20 carries for 185 yards. He, he needs 104 yards to pass Ronnie Pillow's all-time rushing stat at wow. Columbia Central. And so okay. that's real uh, attainable next week. And playoffs, they play, playoffs count. Yeah, playoffs count. It's, you know, it's part of the season. And so uh, they play next Friday night at 7 o'clock at Centennial. That's I want to remind everybody, too, there, Coach, that Ronnie Pillow went on to play for the University of he Tennessee. Did. That's right. He did. And had a good career. So that, that's telling mm-hmm. you something that what this, this kid, McCoy kid, is, is, is capable of. He's a true 4.3 speed guy. Hmm. He's awesome. So that's they're playing blazing. Centennial? It is. Uh-huh. They play Centennial. Next At Friday. Centennial. Uh-huh. Well, uh, playing uh, if you're number three seed, playing number two is a whole lot easier than if you're number four seed, playing number one. Oh, it is. Gracious, <laughs> Most definitely. You know? We match up well with Centennial, too. Paige is a different beast. Uh, we, we're tickled to death yeah. we won last night because I don't think anybody wants to go to Paige and play them. Yeah. Oh, they're they're good. Real good. Yeah. All right, Scott. Sorry about that. And uh, <laughs> last night on the Plains of West 7th, uh, Columbia Academy hosted Grace <laughs> Christian. Uh, winner, winner take all for first place in the region. Uh, Columbia Academy on a five game winning streak playing very, very well right now. Uh, came out and defeated, uh, Grace Christian 49 to 14. Blew them out. So, what uh, was the first half score? Do you remember? Uh, 20, 27, 27, 20, 28 to 7. Uh-huh. So you had it in hand pretty much yeah, first half. Dominating performance to the uh-huh. offensive line and defensive line for Columbia Academy playing very, very well. Did Daniel and Gabriel have fun last night? Well, it was very interesting because <laughs> there's not a lot of love lost between these two schools. And when Grace Christian got there, they made a little mistake. They got off the bus, and the coaches handled them looked like a tackle box. And the tackle box was full of dirt from Grace Christian, and their football players walked all over the Columbia Academy football field sprinkling the Grace Christian dirt on the Columbia oh, Academy football goodness. field. Well, that's not very Christian. Well, no, not really, not. and not really smart. And <laughs> well, uh, and the boys were properly touch. motivated. Uh, uh, we scored on the first play on offense, uh, a touchdown pass. We got the ball. We held them, got the ball back, scored on the second play for, for up fourteen nothing very quickly. Uh, Connor Ross and the quarterback doing a great job throwing the football, not under much pressure. Offensive line doing a tremendous job, and then Monte Baldwin, the tailback just tearing people up, just running through big holes. And so offensively, they're playing very well. But defensively, they've got 11 players that are extremely athletic and can run to the ball. And, and it's, it's really, really interesting football. They will be the number one seed. They have a bye next week. Uh, looks like we'll be hosting uh, – it'll probably be Jackson Christian. Uh, Jackson Christian was undefeated until they played Tiv, uh, Trinity, Christian Trinity Christian last night. And Trinity Christian beat them, which bumped them out of the seed – and so now they have to travel into – they have to play next week. We get the winner of that game, which should be Jackson Christian. And then that game will be in two weeks here at uh, uh, Columbia Academy. We'll be hosting playoffs. And the way our record's set up is we'll be hosting the playoff game, the, the quarterfinal and the semifinal at CA if we win. Therefore, then we go to Chattanooga. So all the playoff games for Columbia Academy will be at home. Well, that's, that's a good great. advantage. Very, very well blessing. set up. And it looks like – if we do, if we are fortunate enough to win that quarterfinal matchup, it looks like it'll be Middle Tennessee Christian matchup again. Remember, we had that first for mm-hmm. week one game where we took them to triple overtime, but should have beat them in should have beat them in regulation. And so, um, both both of those two teams are playing extremely well uh, in in the in the uh, small schools. Um, 
uh, Grace Christian is ranked, I'm sorry, Middle Tennessee Christian is ranked number one, and Columbia Academy comes in at number 10. But remember this, the three losses that Columbia Academy has are to um, uh, Middle Tennessee Christian, Friendship Christian, and Huntingdon. And the combined records of those schools is 26 and 4. Yeah. And they should have beat two of them. So um, good things happening in Murray County. And then the, there's a big, big one tonight down in southern Murray County. Uh, the Loretta Mustangs uh, are coming to town to face our Mount Pleasant Tigers. It's a, it's a first place in their region. And that's going to be a big, big football game. So there's no other football game in Murray County tonight, folks. Let's go down and let's see if we can help the Tigers beat beat Loretto and have another team with a number one seed and, and, and playing playoff games because that's big because you get a first round bye. That's huge to get a first round bye and see if we can get a uh, kickoff. Willie, that's, that's going to be your game, right? That's going to be the game of the week on 101.7, this station. Uh, broadcast will start at 5.30, kickoff approximately 7 o'clock. So uh, I'm going to try to make that game because that, that looks like it's going to be a very good game, Coach. It is. It's going to be a, a blockbuster. They hate each other's guts anyway, Mount Pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> You really think undefeated and Mount Pleasant got one loss. It's going to be a barn burner, and there's no buys in that district. There is no buys. No. Oh, well, there you Number go. Number one seed will have to, have to play next play. week. Yeah. But, oh, but it's like you said, it's a lot better to play a lower seed than it is to play someone closer to you. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mount Pleasant been playing good football the whole year. Um, and so look to finish out this and go 9 and 1. So you got a 9 and 1 team, and Columbia Central finished 7 and 3. Columbia Academy finished 7 and 3. And so we, we've got some real good football. We might be getting to watch some some high school football maybe around turkey time. You know, some breaks fall our way. Nothing like it. By how times have changed, I can remember when we didn't win a single game. No. We're <laughs> not there anymore, thank God. We're not there anymore. I remember when we was in 6A. Yeah. yeah. We played Woo. Riverdale, Oakland, Smyrna, oh, yes. Brentwood Academy. I can remember them days that's, as well. That's when I was Why did we go to Chattanooga that time? Was that Wait, a We were in a playoff. Chattanooga Red Bank, my freshman year of high school. Yeah. The band play. What we went. <laughs> well, Scott was doing the radio then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott mm-hmm. was on the It was colder. and yes. I've never that's been that cold That's about as cold life. as I've ever been. And the band got lost. That football field was down in a hole somewhere. Yes. But when we left Columbia that day, it was 58 degrees. Uh-huh. Kickoff yeah, is like 17 degrees. Uh-huh. And it front. was spitting snow. This and is, my flute was, I, I'm sorry, the Scott, band sounded terrible that night. This is the time of year and, and as football coaches, right? Yeah. It can do whatever it wants Monday through Thursday, but just on Friday you want good weather. It <laughs> yeah. can be cold. You just want dry weather dry. so your whole offense is available to mm-hmm. you. Did we win that game? No. No, no we didn't. Oh. No. We had six fumbles that night. I'm, we were so miserable. Yeah. I, I, Dan Ugler was a quarterback. Yes. Kevin Pye was a tailback. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how y'all remember this. I, I remember well. I was there. I was there. I, I was cold. I was I, there too, but cold. my feet were cold. And the I, wind was blowing about 50 miles. Oh, it was yeah. awful. Cyra had to carry a flag for part for of the band for part of the show. I, y'all the, can't make this sound any more awful than you already was. have. <laughs> the funniest thing, though, was, was we were already there situated, and we looked, and the band bus just kept right on going. <laughs> They had to turn around and come back. And what is uh, the old bus, the team, the old central bus that belonged to school? white one. It went up. It had to go up one of those runaway things. And Daddy and you talked coming down oh, yeah. from Mon Eagle. They were. They and, didn't. And the, I don't know who was driving, but they didn't do too well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We. 
Memories. We digress. I'm so sorry. Memories. That's all right. We do it to you all the time. You know? So we. So there is that other that other division called college. There is. <laughs> there the is. Co- there is college football. Uh, we all we we beat the uh, the Alabama Tennessee dead horse for for a whole week. So we'll leave that alone. But Georgia, Florida, the, uh, the the biggest cocktail party is is this week. <laughs> Number one, Georgia. They'll be in Jacksonville taking on the Florida Gators. The one I'm going to watch is Ohio State at Wisconsin. Traditionally, when Ohio State comes to Wisconsin, there's usually an upset. Uh, Wisconsin uh, uh, came back and beat Illinois last week, so there's just something in the in the air when Ohio State comes to Wisconsin, and Ohio State is ranked high and Wisconsin is unranked. Watch out for an upset in Madison. Watch well, out for an upset. And Ohio State had the big win last week. Yeah. It was a. Against Penn, Penn State, Penn so. State. So watch for a letdown here, and the Badgers come out and get them. So uh, Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, BYU. The one I'm interested in is Oregon at at Utah. Uh, Oregon playing extremely well with Bo Nix, uh, who's been playing college football I think for 37 years. Yes, six uh, years. Six years. Yeah, he's 52. Six I years. Mean. He's got a, he's got a kid starting kindergarten by now. Um, well, that may be true too. But then, uh, Probably but the Utah playing very well too. They just got done beating USC coming from behind. So, uh, and it's at Utah, so you never know what the weather might be up in the mountains. So we'll see what, what's going to happen there. Uh, and then, um, you know, the one that we're going to be watching Auburn, Miss, Auburn, Mississippi State's also playing. But the one that we're all going to be watching is Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, uh, you know, Kentucky being the underdog, but don't just don't sleep on Kentucky. Don't look past them. Oh and, no, kid! And, and the Vols got to right this ship right away and go back, go out and beat these teams. Uh, a team in the SEC East that's playing extremely well right now is Missouri, playing really yeah, well. Yeah, aren't they? Really good football, and so they they might be the team that that, that they have to beat because uh, they're playing very well, very well balanced. In the West, I mean, so that's I, a possibility playing for the SEC championship. They, they could. Yeah, I Florida knock uh, Georgia off tomorrow. That's right, and, and so, then Missouri beat Georgia in two weeks. So, yeah. so in, in the West, uh, you know, Alabama looks like to control their own destiny again. Uh, they just got to take care of business, and they'll, they'll wind up in the championship game again. Uh, and the question is from the East, who's it going to be? Is it going to be the, the, the Washington repeat of Georgia, or is it going to be a, a, an up-and-comer that's going to step into those shoes and take on? Looks like it's going to be Alabama. But uh, a lot of – Well, Alabama's still got to play LSU, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Kentucky and, and Kentucky, Auburn. And Auburn. <laughs> and Chattanooga. I mean, there's, there's, wow. it, it just oh. never stops. <laughs> it's like Chattanooga. Only, only, only. So a, a lot of real good football, but I mean, all eyes right now, to me, uh, focus on, especially in Murray County with the teams we got advancing, is focusing on high school football. Mm-hmm. Um, now, next week, Columbia Central will be on the road, though, right? Yes, sir. They'll be on the road next week in two weeks, and we'll talk about when we get there. Uh, Columbia Academy looks like we'll be hosting uh, Jackson Christian. The good news is uh, for the Bulldogs is their five-star wide receiver was carted off the field yesterday. Oh. So uh, a leg injury. So he may be unavailable for the rest of the year, which really puts a hurt on Jackson Christian's chances. I mean, he was incredible. Oh, I'm Incredible. sorry when those young men get so, hurt. I'm sorry for them, but I won't miss them when we play them. You know, <laughs> well, I keep thinking about, you know, Georgia lost Brock Bowers. They're, they're yes. all world tied in, and that's got to put a dent in Georgia's. Uh, well, it, it's, I mean, a guy like that in high school, it, no matter what happens, you just throw it towards him. Yeah. Right? And Brock Bowers, right? When, when push comes to shove and you're in an emergency, you just find him and throw him the ball. Yeah. Uh, and so, and if you ask Patrick Mahomes about Travis Kelsey – when you're in trouble, find your tight end. 
and, and he'll bail you out. And so, um, but uh, a lot, a lot of great football going on in college high school football. It's exciting right now, as you said. The weather's starting to change, so we'll start to see the scarves and the gloves and the uh, hot chocolate start to come out. You know, at, yes. at the concession stands. Real football weather. Real football weather, and so uh, very interesting times here in Murray County. And it's the only sport, Scott, that you can start some practice of 105 degrees and end it uh, sometimes in the teens. Yes, yes. <laughs> you you Last have long the, the, the wide array of clothing. That you well, need. before yeah. global warming, oh, we, would have one, <laughs> we would have one warm football game at Central High School, and after that, you could get your coat out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's, that's what's going on uh, in football. Uh, anything going on at the state? There is. Uh, <laughs> yes, there is. Um, we are in the process. There's a bunch of things coming out in education in November that are very important. Uh, the A through F grading scale will be established in schools and districts will be getting their A through F grades for, for people to be able to see how your district and how your school is performing based off of a couple different measures, proficiency, growth, uh, you know, uh, just a bunch of different different things that are going to be f- going to be uh, factored different in metrics. That. Yes, to kind of give give parents an idea of how well your district and your school that your children are going to are performing, and then the uh, in fourth grade coming out. Now, remember we passed a third grade retention bill. Well, what nobody's talking about is the fourth grade mandatory retention, and what that is is any child in third grade last year that took one of the bypasses, that bypassed summer school um, or bypassed summer school and tutoring, then they are subject to a growth measure of their proficiency score from third grade to fourth grade. In, in the appro- and it's a lot of detail there, but basically what it is is the kids that took a bypass so they wouldn't have to go to summer school or wouldn't have to go to summer school or tutoring they will be held accountable in the fourth grade year to make sure that they're on track or show adequate growth as set forth by the department. Those measures will come out in November to the State Board of Education for approval. Therefore, all the districts now will know going into those TCAP tests in the springtime on fourth grade what kids are going to have to raise their their TCAP score to or they'll have to be mandatorily retained. There are no no bypasses in, in the bill. How is that graded? How was what graded? You know, your the third growth? grade, you, you, you decided not to go to summer school. You took the bypass, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're a fourth grader now, and your scores are not so okay, far. So in so theory – Pass or fail? So No, no. In theory, uh, what they're going to do is look at adequate growth as proficiency increase. So if you scored a 22, which is the lowest part of the approaching – you may have to show a five-point improvement, right? So score You've 20. you got to show some growth. Show some growth so that we know that the child is closing the gap to a, on track and moving forward. And then those children who do show that adequate growth, then they will have the option to take a tutor the following year to make sure they're getting the extra help. But uh, it's going to be something that we're going to have to work on. There's other stuff we're working on about uh, about third grade, or not third grade, K through three. Some middle school stuff, uh, uh, working on possibly providing daycare for teachers uh, to try to help and keep them in school, or in school, teaching school. Yes. <laughs> Not in school, but teaching. But uh, lots of going on. And then, um, you know, we're only about two months away from session starting again. Yep. All right, folks, I think we've got 30 seconds left. Uh, T. Willie, you got some broadcast notes? And Kentucky at, uh, we'll be hosting Tennessee at uh, 4 o'clock tomorrow. 
pregame. Uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Race from Martinsville at 2. And the Tennessee Titans are on Sunday at 11 o'clock. Uh, they are hosting Atlanta tomorrow. So, there you a lot go. of good things coming up. They're wearing their old uniforms. There you go. That's right. They are wearing old uniforms. Maybe that'll help them. Folks, go watch Mount Pleasant and Loretta tonight.